Hey guys, welcome back to the Pickle Minds Podcast. Uh, today I have here with me a friend from high school. His name's Ryan Craig. Uh, I used to do a lot of video projects in school, uh, like short films and such. And I kind of want to ask you about a lot of that stuff because I know it took a lot of work. Because with my, uh, I tried starting YouTube and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. I don't know if you use that at all. I, I used it a couple times at the high school. It yeah. is very, very complex. Like, mm-hmm. it is so complex that it's, it's, it's hard for me to use. There's so much you can learn and stuff on it. I just, it's just really weird on how, how there's so much you can do with one video, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, what, what all made you want to start to do all that? I, honestly, I loved movies growing up. I still do. And I actually used to make videos and stuff with my dad as a as a wee one we really? make our own short films i kind of just started doing it on my own with friends and then i just kind of it grew from there you know just video editing filmmaking what have you filmmaking quote unquote i was making mm-hmm. stupid nerf videos and spider-man stuff <laughs> but you know i was like eight years old and like i like this let me do this thing and eventually i taught myself how to edit an iMovie oh okay and you know things kind of took off from there and I just I never I've never stopped loving you know film editing and everything but now did you you like uh when you said you started it's yeah whenever you said you started off iMovie uh did you start off with your phone creating stuff or did you actually start off on the pc on iMovie I started on the Macintosh 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 desktop iMovie on the iPhone didn't come around until much later on really I want to say like you know, at least as far as I know. Because uh, whenever I was uh, in middle school, you ever play Rocket League? No. Uh, I play I Rocket League all the time, and and uh, I used to do like little montages just off my phone. Right. I'd save the clips from my Xbox and I upload them online and just there re-download them, and just edit it, and put it on YouTube. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, you said you used to like make Nerf videos and such. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Did you put it all? You put that stuff on YouTube, didn't you? It's all on YouTube. It's all unlisted. Because <laughs> you know. I know uh, a lot of people did that too. Yeah, it like, wasn't just like certain group. Like there's yeah. a bunch of kids growing up that did that. Yeah, no, I caught on to the trend. Like, <laughs> I, I hopped on the bandwagon. Like I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do Jason Bourne with Nerf guns. You know? Yeah, I've always I've always wondered because uh, I'm pretty sure what is it? Mr. Hart's class, or mm-hmm. there was another class that you had. A really, really good film project for, oh, and it was you. for drugs. I think it was health class. Yeah, it was. It may you might. It was like the phone call one. Whenever you pick yeah, up the phone call, talk was, to your sister and such. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was health class. That was Mr. Orndorff. Because that was that. I, I, there's no way I would have been pulled able to pull that off. You know what <laughs> I mean? It looked, it looked, it with, looked top notch. With music by Declan Kilgallen. What'd you say? Oh, Dylan. Uh, was, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> right. Yeah, his name is Declan. Declan Gilgallon. Declan Gilgallon. He's the one that produces music and such, right? Yes. Now, I know you guys, you told me beforehand that you started collabing with him. Oh, mm-hmm. and as, as you guys were growing up, what yeah. kind of like projects did you collab on? Now, we, um, nice. Um, Actually, let me just start from the very beginning. Yeah, how we sure. And everything. So aside from doing video editing, I was also trying to dabble into voice acting because I had a, a mm-hmm. snowball microphone. I figured, you know, fuck, I'm good enough doing everything. You know? <laughs> so I 
I found this website called Voice Acting Club, which I don't think is a thing anymore. And on there was like a, a, a casting call mm-hmm. for a part in this X-Men audio drama. And it was for like a, a villain in one of the episodes. Yeah. So I auditioned and got the role. I recurred a couple of other times in the next season. And Declan Gilgallen was the one who did the score for the project. Oh, okay. I was trying to do my own thing with Batman at the time. And I figured, okay, well, in order to, like, the thing about Batman is, yes, you have you have to have someone who can play both Bruce Wayne and Batman yeah. and the guy in between. But you also need a great theme. You need to get somebody who can create an iconic theme that resonates with that version of character mm-hmm. you know and so i asked carl the guy who was running x-men the audio drama i'm like do you know anyone and he said well declan is the one that does our music so here's the social media you reach out to him i did he was immediately interested he was super nice he was a gentleman mm-hmm. he said i would love to you know i thought he was like five years ten years older than me we were the same age we were, oh, both, really? we were both like 15 years old 15 16 years old and we kind of worked on that for a little bit and never went anywhere. I was working with somebody else and that just kind of fell apart. Yeah. But we stayed in contact and we, we didn't stop trying to make things down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, just just spitballing ideas, writing down script outlines, trying to write screenplays. And then later on, you know, because he's a music guy, and I've always kind of wanted to dabble into music, but never could. He inspired me to try that too. Oh, and okay. we would kind of work on stuff together, you know, like I, I want to say it was in 2018, 2018 was probably the peak of our workmanship, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's whenever I started songwriting, I just did it for, for fun and whatever. But he was saying like, no, this is actually pretty good. Do you want me to you know, try and make something out of this? And, you know, we tried a couple of things here and there. I got Logic on my laptop after playing with it at the school. And uh, we kind of, I don't know, we messed around with a lot of things, but nothing ever came to light. Um, just experimenting and Yeah, stuff. just experimenting, having fun. The other thing, too, is, um, and one thing, which is the reason why I'm here today, we would record vocals for you know certain songs that Mm -hmm. i had written i mainly wanted to just be a songwriter have somebody else come in declan said i had a good singing voice but i was very self-conscious about that you know and i I still am i still am (laughs) but you know what fuck it who cares yeah you know but um Sorry, I don't, I don't know where I was taking <laughs> <laughs> cool, like, uh, Let me ask you a question real quick. When yeah, you say songwriting, like, were you just writing lyrics or were you actually writing like the beats and stuff to everything? I was just writing lyrics. Lyrics, yeah. Too. Yeah, Declan was the one handling beats, handling, you know, pretty much anything. Okay. The other thing, too, is that Declan was a classical composer. Oh, you know, really? Like he, a lot of the stuff that, and I mentioned to you before that he was a dude that should have won Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, the majority of his stuff sounds like things that would be in motion pictures. Really? You know? And so he never really dabbled into anything like hip-hop or, mm. or grunge or whatever. He enjoyed that stuff, you know? We were both huge fans of Run the Jewels. 
Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why, like, you know, whenever you keep saying, like, whenever you text me before, just, like, run the jewels constantly, I was like, how does he know I like these? <laughs> right? I think I think it was Mike that told me. I'm like, all right, fellow jewel runner. <laughs> but, yeah, we were, you know, he, he loved music outside of what he composed. Yeah. He just stuck to one thing. And we would, you know try to dabble in other stuff you know play with synthesizers because that's the only thing i'm good at i can't read music at all i just press buttons and try to make them sound good and that's where he would come in and try to arrange everything you know mm -hmm. but um yeah when it comes to like uh music in general like mm -hmm. people are a lot of the same ways too like whenever they compose something they don't like necessarily listen to it or, like, that's not, like, what the main thing that they like either. Because uh, with Mike and his music that he's been making, mm -hmm. he's been making, like, screamo rap. Right. Like hardcore, yeah. heavy metal stuff. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even really listen to it half the time. He just thinks it sounds cool. And, right. like, that's what that's what he's been experimenting with lately. And he's making uh, classical music, as you said. Mm -hmm. That's that's something that caught me off guard, man. You don't mm -hmm. really get people that make classical music or really much anymore. Yeah. And it also, the thing is, classical music has been around. It's yeah. always been around. It's just comes in different forms. Mm -hmm. Like the Avengers theme that everybody now references yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> like that's that's a classical piece of music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it is. I never really thought about that way, though. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it's the Avengers theme song. Right. Or, oh, uh, what is it? What else is there? I can't even think of just like background music in general. Like, I mean, like the Dark Knight theme. Yeah, I like too. that's that's classical I music. Didn't, I didn't expect it all to be classical music, man. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah, it's it's often like labeled as like soundtrack, but technically it's classical. Oh. You know, and that's that's the kind of stuff that Declan would do. He was the, he's the first guy, as far as I'm aware. There's probably been plenty of people, mm -hmm. but to me, he was the first guy to ever take the '90s X-Men cartoon theme and make it into a classical piece. Da -na 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 -na. I've never heard the 90s X-Men theme. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll play it for you later. And, uh, now, like, did you ever try to post any of the songs you guys tried creating together? Uh, we did not. And here's why. I'm glad you asked me that. I think that's where I was going later. Mm -hmm. Or earlier. Um, I, like I said before, I was always pretty self-conscious about my voice. Yeah. Um, there was one project in particular that we got really close to finishing. Like he, he created masters of, of stuff and sent them to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was trying to, like I said before, I was trying to different, trying to find a different vocalist to mm -hmm. do the lyrics that I wrote down or at the very least do them with me, you know? Yeah. And that really never went anywhere. Um, there was also an incident at school, which I'm not going to get into, Yeah. but pretty much long story short, I had accidentally left testing vocals on that drive. Somebody found them, started playing them. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. Like my, my social anxiety and everything was like, nope, fuck this. We're done. We're not doing it. So someone found like what you recorded at school and yeah, somebody found something and it was from, from a different project that Declan and I were working on no. and it was, it was like like more like nine ish nailsy and whatever. And I was trying to replicate that and I was horribly failing at it. And somebody found it was, was, was poking fun at it. And I'm just like, I kind of like took the cake. Yeah. Away. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Like I, yeah, I remember like 
crying to Declan, like, I can't do it. We're done. And he's like, all right, you know, fair enough. And we were, you know, at the same time, we were also so busy that it was hard to work on the stuff that we were working on. We would go back to it once in a while, like, hey, I have an idea for this. I like, And it turned into, I made something. Here's the base. You work on the rest of it, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what a lot of our stuff was. And I started to come out of my shell, like, oh, maybe I will do vocals, yeah. you know? But it, I was like a perfectionist. Like, I had to do this thing. It had to be this way. Yeah. And... It was, you know, we will always work together, but it was more for my part. Like, no, I have to get this done perfectly before I send it to you. Yeah. And he also got really busy himself with college and everything, or uni, as they say it over there. And oh, you like, you, they call it like universities, like yeah, unis? Yeah, college over, by the way, for anyone who, who is unaware, Declan is from the UK. Oh. So college over there is high school. Oh, okay. And university is college over here. That's that's, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something you don't learn every day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And primary school is elementary school. So Yeah, I guess they do kind of call everything different over there. The Yeah. Same same idea, just different ways of doing it. But anyway, um I feel like I just blew your mind. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit you did. But he was very busy. Uh at uni he was in law school at the time oh, okay he you know he loved he still loved music but he had an affinity for law and i don't want to speak for him but i just i get the feeling that when you're doing music like i think we talked before how i would do like freelance videography on the side yeah and that's a hard job it is. yeah it's it's one thing to you know be editing videos but you have to find videos to edit and you have to really sell yourself to other people saying, hey, this would, like, trust me, this is a good idea that you mm-hmm. should hire me. And the same thing is with music. Um, a lot of, like, if you're, unless you're signed to a label or unless you know a few people in the business, it's going to be really hard for you to sell your piece of score to another person. That is very true. Because I just had the same talk with, um, like I said, Mike the other day. Yeah. And he told me that, like, he would love to do music as like a career mm-hmm. but he said it's like so hard to even get yourself out there mm-hmm. that he like right now he's he's studying to become a police officer yeah and he's he, he like does so much music on the side in his free time that like it's it's not worth it really because he's not getting the attention he wants he just likes to do it as a hobby he just doesn't he feels like if he tried to pursue it as like a career choice mm-hmm. rather than something he loves to do he'd hate it eventually right and I feel like that's something that could come down with even like creating videos or absolutely creating creating anything. Honestly, that's why I stopped video editing. Really? You know? Like I, I'm not, I'm not saying never again. But there's number one, I just really don't feel like doing it. And number two, there isn't anybody who wants me to do it, especially in the the time of COVID, where yeah. there's like hardly any productions of anything. You barely get to even talk to half the people anymore unless it's online. Or, like, you wouldn't even know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. if you have to go actually go out somewhere and record, you know how you don't know how many people's comfortable with you actually going out there, touching everything, recording everything. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Being in the moment. Because a lot of people are like that. Like, mm-hmm. even with, uh, I don't know, you said you did uh, grocery delivery for Walmart. Yeah. I did it for Martin's as well. And a lot of people out there just, like, they don't want to be in contact with anybody at all. Like yeah. they go out, they open their trunk 
and you just load the groceries in and they close their truck. They like don't want you touching anything of theirs. Yeah. And I no, I get it too. Yeah. Like I as someone who survived COVID nineteen, I completely understand. <laughs> I had it I had it back in uh last spring. Mm. I had it real bad on the college campus. Mm-hmm. And like my throat would be swollen shut to where I could barely breathe. And I had to go to the ho- like not the hospital, the little, little medical center down there, man. Mm-hmm. And uh freaking they gave me steroids, and mm-hmm. they had this uh, little—I don't know what—like a respirator, yeah—to help clear out my throat. And the steroids was the only thing that was like fighting it off. Mm. It sucked, man. Yeah, it absolutely—it was the worst. I um, I ruined Thanksgiving because I got it like a week before Thanksgiving, <laughs> no. and, and they were like, "Nope, we're not doing it." That's what happened to my family too. My cousin got it. We were supposed to go all to their house for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and my cousin got it, so we just stayed home. It's just, I don't know, man. The world's going up in flames. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Oh, I, I think of it this way. Spanish flu lasted three years. And we have, like, the fact that we have two different versions of a vaccine tells me that probably by the end of this year, maybe towards the end of next year, we could actually have this under control. Hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of masks. You know? Really? Yeah, I feel like. I feel like. Do you think like it's gonna be like China with the smog down there, like how their air quality is so bad that they have to wear masks all the time? Well, I think that in grocery stores, there's probably gonna be continue to be like a six foot rule. You probably still might have to wear a mask. Um, maybe it'll be more optional than some places are making it out to be. So basically like or it'll, be, or it'll be it'll be less controversial if you don't wear a mask basically it's like sanitary precautions exactly yeah and it might happen yeah I mean, and and you know i with the way the human race has reacted to pandemics and has started pandemics there's going to be another one you know yeah i feel like in the next 30 years in the next 60 years something new is about to arise <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> It would be like, oh, don't know how to fight love. Right, yeah. But, uh... I mean, just side note, I would rather be dealing with COVID-19 than Ebola. Just yeah, saying. Ebola I is, mean, just saying. You ever see, like, what it does to people? Yeah. It just like, makes you bleed off every crevice on your body. Yeah, it's, every it's orifice, disgusting. blood, you know. I don't even think there's, like, a survival rate of that, if you get it. No. And usually, no, usually... What they're saying is people that have been dying from COVID is mm-hmm. people who've already had like respiratory problems and other type of disease. Yeah. That's and, and it's yeah. it's strange if you think about it, but it kind of makes sense because like you get someone with asthma, has COVID. And like I said, my throat's swollen shut. Mm-hmm. You can just suffocate and die from it. And you wouldn't even know. Yeah. I had a friend that uh, I think he, I already talked about him. All, I talked about him all the time. He lived in Florida. His name was Max. Mm-hmm. The way he died was he had an allergic reaction to the medicine he was given. Jesus. And basically, he, like, in the middle of the night, he, like, suffocated to death. Mm. And mm. It, it makes me think about that all the time when it comes to, like, a situation where I was in as well, in my room, with, like, being able to barely breathe. Like, it can just happen to anyone. Absolutely. Like, you don't, you don't even have to have problems. You can just, you can, like, you can even be allergic to COVID. Who yeah. knows? Maybe it's just an allergy to COVID that's just killing people off. If yeah. you think about it. Yeah. I think I think that people with like preconceived conditions are definitely like 
definitely more, like more high class to more, getting hurt more yeah more susceptible to, <laughs> to getting infected and likely dying you know and that's why those people need to get um you know need to get vaccines first that's true i think they're making a third one johnson and johnson yeah they got their third vaccine out and ready now for people which i didn't even know johnson and johnson made vaccines yeah like yeah. that's the like when i think of johnson and johnson i think of like the baby company Right, yeah. Where they just sell, like, the water and stuff. Hmm. But I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. You learn something, like I, I said, you learn something new every day. The more you know, the more you know. And at, since the beginning of this year, vaccines have been distributed at an alarming rate, too. They have. Like, just, like, all right, fuck this. Pump it out. We have it all. Pump it out. Pump it out. That's know? very true. So... I also, I just another side note, and I, I'll I'll say this, and then we'll get back on top. <laughs> yeah, good. But I see a lot of there are a lot of people that are saying like, how do we have a COVID nineteen vaccine and not like a cure for cancer <laughs> or AIDS? It's like, do you know how the hell vaccines work? Number one, and number two, like, do you know the symptoms of COVID? It's similar to the flu, just a lot worse. <laughs> so. Yeah, when you think of like the cure for ca- cancer, though, it's like, how, how are you gonna give like a vaccine for something when it's inside your body? Like, it's your own body that's replicating just cancerous cells. Exactly. Like, it's not like it's not like a virus replicating something. Yeah. It's it's, it's literally your own body, so you can't really fight it off. The only way a cancer vaccine, quote unquote, would work or some medication would be. A suppressant to yeah. slow down those cells like it would just have to it would have to like squeeze it out like create a barrier around it so it couldn't grow anywhere else mm-hmm. and so it wouldn't be able to freaking just keep on spreading like how it does mm-hmm. that's the only way to be able to get rid of cancer that's yeah. why it's so different it's and that's why it's so difficult is trying to create a medicine that can actually do that we have the idea we know what to do it's just how we've the hell do we do it we've been creating some pretty advanced technology though lately with medicines and stuff yeah like the skin, not the skin grafting. You ever see how skin grafting works? That's yeah, stuff's yeah. disgusting. My stepfather, he had to get skin grafted because he Ooh. caught him on fire before. His whole oh. arm, oh, like his whole sides, he had like third degree burns on. Oh, he got my. skin grafting, and then, like for the past ten years, he had like scales on his arm from the skin grafting. Mm. But now they have like this spray. I believe they have it, unless I've just been filling my head with flies. <laughs> where it's like it's like a coating that acts like it's a protective scare, uh, protective layer of the outside skin. And mm-hmm. once it does, it just it just heals. It heals on the inside with like double double. Uh, I'm talking out my ass here. You're fine. Uh, double the speed of okay. how our cells initially repair themselves. Right. And I think it's pretty interesting, man. Yeah, I really do. Or people, uh, what is, what else have I seen? I don't know. Just medicines have been. It's just crazy. I mean, dude, dude, they have, they now have a medication for HIV. Do they actually? Yeah, yeah. They they have you know now big pharma has commercials about it all the time. But there is a medication for it. Doesn't get rid of HIV, but it suppresses the symptoms and keeps you from spreading it on to others. So it prevents it from being if, contagious? It, it prevents it from being contagious and from being lethal. Oh. So So you could basically live your whole life with HIV now without like actually dying like how people have been before. Yeah, without actually dying and without infecting somebody else with it. 
So maybe, maybe, maybe one day, one day we can have a cure for HIV, or maybe one day we could have a medication for cancer, you know, but things, but keep, keep in mind, like the eighties was the AIDS crisis, you know? Yeah. So it took about 30 years, 40 years. I feel like, like humanity is just going to adapt. Like our bodies are just going to adapt eventually, like evolution, like we eventually adapt overall to anything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just going to be second nature where our bodies just develop antibodies for all these diseases beforehand. But, you know, there's always the chance that something new is going to pop up. Right. So maybe when we get older, not when we get older, but maybe like our kids or our grandkids get older from the medicines we have now, you know, putting into our bodies mm-hmm. it develops some sort of reaction to preventing it in the future mm-hmm. without having to take those vaccines or anything like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I go around a huge circle, man. It's all good. And it's all good. It, all, it comes back to the point eventually. Yes. yes. I just like talking. Now, I remember I remember when I told Declan that I had COVID-19, bringing it around. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was like, now, the way the nurse, I don't want to say that nurses are stupid, and I'm not saying <laughs> that, but I feel like this particular nurse was giving me false information. Mm-hmm. When my test result came back positive, it was positive for SARS-CoV-2. That's COVID-19. Oh, okay. So when I told her, she was like, well, the way it works, she was like, speaking of HIV, she was like, you know how HIV and AIDS works, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And she's like, all right, well, think of SARS-CoV-2 as HIV before you get AIDS, which would be, <laughs> which would be COVID-19. I'm like, oh, so this is like the preliminary disease. And if it gets worse, it turns into COVID-19. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess. I would have said, so this will give me AIDS. <laughs> <You> were... <laughs> right. I I told Declan that. And he's like, she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no, dude, you had COVID. <laughs> See, like Madeline, she's going to be a nurse and stuff. But I don't feel like they teach you whenever you're already a nurse. They, it's not like you're getting taught what these new viruses and stuff are yeah. or how they work. You just know it's coming around. Be like, yeah, oh, you just got it. Yeah. That's and, how they That's how they deal with stuff. And, and the virus is either a derivative or has some similarities to a different virus that we've already dealt with, yeah. i.e. COVID-19 and the flu, or it's something like Ebola where it's – and now I, I could just be talking out of my ass. You know, Don't, <laughs> don't quote me on this. But I feel like it would be very hard to try and relate the Ebola virus to a different virus that we've had in human history. You know, it's like, how the hell do we deal with this? You know? I'm going to be honest, my mind just went blank. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your mind is pickled? Yeah, that's why I call it pickled mind. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, see, me growing up, I used to live in the projects. Yeah with my mom mm-hmm. it was just me and my mom yeah and like the only medicines that i would know is thermometer <laughs> and advil there you go and that is like common household medicines nowadays mm-hmm. you know technically a lot of past drugs too mm-hmm. were common household medicines yeah. like you think of heroin <laughs> yeah yeah it used to be something to help people with pain yeah but cocaine cocaine used to be put in coca-cola yeah, I know about that too. Yeah, like I learned about that from uh, the radio station, uh, ninety-six point one K. So they really? talked about it right on there. I was like, "Huh, guess I learned something new." Yeah, yeah. They 
putting the coca leaf in with, can't remember, some a few other ingredients. And by the way, Coca-Cola and the coca leaf, the coca leaf extract mm. is to this day the only legal imported form of cocaine that is brought to the United States. Coca leaf extract. Is that yeah. still being put in coke? You think? Coca- no, it is. It still is. Yeah. Co- uh. Coca leaf extract. So it doesn't give you the effects of cocaine. It just takes whatever element that made Coca-Cola into Coca-Cola, putting it into the can. See, people used to, they used to do Coke inside of Coke. Yeah. To make it addictive. Yeah. That was the main reason why they did it. Well, yeah. Because uh, after people drink them, like, oh, man, this stuff's good. Yeah. <laughs> soda, soda shops were outselling bars. Outselling bars at yeah. the time. Yeah. Or pubs, you know, depending on where you're from. That's crazy. Could you imagine that? Like, back then, it was just normal. Mm-hmm. That's the same with a lot of stuff, though. Yeah. It was. Everything was normal at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Until someone said, hey, no, this isn't good. <laughs> it's not normal anymore. Right. Right. And then you said they're starting to do the cocoa leaf extract. Yeah. Yeah, they've... they've Once the U.S. government cracked down on coca-cola for using cocaine uh-huh. in their well it's the coca leaf but it's cocaine um they just they essentially worked it out to where they'll take the extract from the coca leaf because i guess i'm guessing it's like a flavor in there that reacts well with the, the formula for coca-cola yeah. or something that you know without that it wouldn't be coca-cola if you think about that they probably had to prove it wasn't like actually coke too right like yeah there's no addictive properties to it It just has flavor and i'm also and i'm gonna go off on a limb here this is just me spitballing right now you 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 remember new coke right or you know about new coke i think so so i can't remember if it was the 70s or 80s um i can't remember the time frame but there was a time where coca-cola changed their recipe and they called it new coke Mm-hmm. And the sales for Coca-Cola were going down. So they just took away New Coke, used the original recipe, and then the sales skyrocketed for Coca-Cola. A lot of people say that was intentional to get more people to buy Coca-Cola. Problem. I think that the New Coke was the same formula without the coca leaf extract. I feel like that's what that was. Like, okay, how about we try not putting cocaine in our Coca-Cola? and oh, they want to try to do something <laughs> like like, like legal. yeah let, let's do something like we're already on the border of legality here let's try to do something just completely you know let's not have to buy this and obviously sales went down people said it, it wasn't great people said ah it's okay kind of tastes like it but kind of not mm-hmm. i think that the coca leaf extract is an important ingredient in coca-cola it probably like you said it probably is probably still is uh, there was a yeah, there's a YouTube video uh, video I watched um, of the guy making original Coca Cola, like with a carbonator and really? stuff too. And but he's like, we're doing all er- the same exact original recipe. He said, but without the cocaine. <laughs> and like he did it all. And he's like, man, it's actually kind of good. There you go. He's like, it's not as good as today's Coke. He said, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you gotta watch that video and sometime. I, you know, and I feel like that's. To me, I feel like that's the recipe for New Coke. Like what he what he what made. he did. Yeah, he yeah because you said he was like it's pretty good. It's not it's not Coca Cola, mm-hmm. but it's pretty good. I think it's missing the cocaine. That's crazy. 
it's weird to think like back then it's it, like 100 years ago or 100 some years ago they had major food competitors competing against each other to creating the best product mm-hmm. of one thing but yeah. now a lot of the stuff is just under the same company yeah like you got coca-cola sprite and all that mm-hmm. same company like you know they had rising competitors probably with someone who made sprite or they made money themselves, who knows? But, you know, it happens all the time. Someone comes up with this great new idea, like with McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was actually two McDonald's brothers actually made McDonald's. Yeah. And they ran, yeah. like, one shot. Uh-huh. This dude came in, tried his burgers once. He's like, hmm, you yeah. know what? Ray Kroc. Let's, yeah. let's buy this. Franchise the damn thing. And now the whole fucking thing, it's in different countries now, too. The yeah. whole franchise of McDonald's, man. Yeah, not only that, it's across the globe. You could go to China and taste a McDonald's burger, and it will taste the same as the United States. And that's true, too. And they also have, like, different foods there as well. Like, yeah. in China, they have different foods compared to... Uh, and there was this one promotion, I believe it was last year, last summer, mm-hmm. where they made specialty burgers from certain countries, and yeah. they brought it to all McDonald's. Uh-huh. There was this... Uh, I forget what it was, but they actually had, like, a... BL, no one knows not BLT, I don't know why it's BLT. They had like an actual sandwich from fucking uh, Italy, mm-hmm. I, I think it was. And it was something that you couldn't get around here. Right. I forget yeah. what it was called, I'll have to look it up later. But uh, they did that for once, and I was like, man, you know, this is actually pretty good. And then they, <laughs> they got rid of it like a month after. They always do that stuff. Yeah. It's just to keep people coming to where they are, because foreigners, you know, they come out of the countries into the mm-hmm. United States, you know, and they see all these new foods and be like, oh, you know, they're bringing back one of my favorite sandwiches. Right. You know, that that's also another tactic they probably used. Probably, yeah. Well, on, an, on another, on a separate episode, I want to talk about, like, health and fast food and, and all that stuff. Health and fast food. <laughs> like, like... Because I know, I know you said you were vegan. I did not know that until you mentioned it to me. Yes, the other day. yes. I you know. said you were vegan because I asked you to go out food, and you said you were vegan. You had vegan options. Yeah, and uh, I guess you know when you think about it, you know I respect people. You know I respect all the choices you make. You know, number Rachel Bittner. Yeah, she was vegan, hardcore vegan, I believe. And I don't know if she still is or not. I. But, uh, yeah. I... See, here's the thing. is like I, I – I'll tr- let you talk about No, it. no, you're fine. You're fine. Well, actually, you know what? We'll put a pin on that. I want to dedicate a whole show to that. Okay. <laughs> if that, if yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's I don't fine. care, man. Like I, I told you lately, I've been creating YouTube videos and such. Yeah. And uh, I've put a lot of time on work into yeah, it, man. It's, yeah. It's like it is, it is very mentally exhausting when you got to teach yourself how to do it. Mm-hmm. While also trying to enjoy it at the same time. Yeah. And I cut down, like, I record, like, you know, I just do gaming sessions. And I just, I cut down literally an hour and 30 minutes of work mm-hmm. down into eight minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that is so time consuming because you got to figure out what pieces you want and where you want them mm-hmm. and what else you want to add into it as well to make just good content. Yeah. Like, like how you were saying before, like, unless you have people that actually want to watch your stuff mm-hmm. or want to buy, for your case, buy your films that you're making, mm-hmm. it's just it's so mentally exhausting to yeah. try to, it's basically exhausting to try to get it to a point to where everyone else is at. 
Yeah. Like you see all these YouTubers like PewDiePie and stuff, how they mm-hmm. grow so fast. Yeah. And you'd be like, man, I want to become one of those guys. But you don't realize right. how much work they probably actually put into it. You know what I mean? Not only that, how lucky they are that the algorithm just goes in their favor. Too. That's true. That's very true. Like, is it? That's that's the name of the game now is just trying to get recognized by the algorithm. I guess. Yeah, I guess it is, especially with TikTok. And stuff. Uh, yeah. TikTok nowadays is you get one video that blows up. Yeah. You're good. You're basically like you'll gain a following eventually. Yeah. Because uh, freaking my little brother, he started a TikTok channel. Yeah. And uh, he just does scooter tricks. There you go. He got 3,000 followers in a matter of three weeks. Wow. And all he does is scooter tricks. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I thought, okay, I honestly contemplated on doing TikToks because I have the app. You know, yeah. I, downloaded, I downloaded the app during the days where it was apparently going to be banned in the U.S. So I just deleted it, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, serious. Like, it is, that app is so time consuming. It, 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 it's made to drain your free time and basically consume you into the app. Because, yeah. like, it, it's built for you. It right. literally has a for you page on it. Mm-hmm. So I'd be going on it and I'd be looking through it. And it's just a bunch of funny videos because I just, you know, that's why I used it for for comedy. And it just, it just draws you in, man. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I got to break this cycle. Because mm-hmm. uh, I deleted it before. And I only redownloaded it because I wanted to start making content for TikTok. And I started to. But then I got in this like real heavy mindset where I just did not want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of in that mindset. But you kind of broke me out. I was doing podcasts. Well, thank you. But uh, I got into that mindset where I just didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the app just started draining my conscience out of it. Dude. It also, it, I think it also shortens people's attention span too. Yeah, it probably does. I have a short attention span automatically. I have ADHD real bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you ever knew that. But uh, I do. I do have ADHD okay. real you bad. Can... I shake. I, 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 oh, I got you. I do like that all the time. And it's like me talking to people sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. i just don't hear them yeah like they'll be talking to me and i just don't go through my just, like it just, i hear it i just don't process it exactly it just doesn't register uh-huh no. and like people are like hey like screaming my name devin and i'm like what oh, <laughs> they're like why aren't you listening to me i'm like i'll be honest i got mm-hmm. lost my own thoughts <laughs> right <laughs> like it happens all the time it's yeah. like not like an uncommon thing Back during the whole ADHD fucking pandemic, yeah, right. where where they'd be diagnosing kids only in high, like I don't even think I got diagnosed by a fucking doctor. Mm-hmm. I got diagnosed by a school nurse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But like, I actually eventually went to a doctor, and he's like, "Yeah, you got it." Yeah, I, I ended up taking uh, freaking Adderall. I was gonna say Adderall, it. and it just it just makes you a zombie. It does puts you down in the dumps, made me depressed. Like my whole life, man. Right. Yeah. And uh, eventually, I got off, and I'm like, ah, this kind of yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah, like I actually like being myself. Once being you get, a human. once you get to a point where you can control yourself, like mm-hmm. I can control myself pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to keep focus on stuff. Yeah. Like focus on topics or podcasts. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like my one of the things that kept me and Declan from doing certain projects was my ADD. Really. Like. Like I, yeah, I, that's, I think, I, God, I can't remember how long ago it was. I'm pretty sure I'm diagnosed with it. I know, I'm pretty sure my mom said I did have it, but cause I was on Adderall myself yeah. in elementary school here. Okay. Here's how I got off of that. Um, I, again, elementary school, my mom would 
make me take it like mm-hmm. first thing in the morning and she saw on the news like literally she was just watching the news on the tv and it said how kids who were taking adderall were getting high blood pressure like, there, oh, was, really? there was a study that was found and keep in mind i was like again elementary school <laughs> so you know my, my my memory might be shoddy but my mom asked asked me like nine-year-old me like 10-year-old me somewhere around there maybe eight she was like hey ryan do you do you get high blood pressure when you take adderall i'm like yeah and she's like all right then i won't give it to you anymore i'm like okay <laughs> coloring strange. book <laughs> that's a strange question to ask man. yeah it's like how the hell do i know <laughs> i am seven years old do you feel like you're about to explode yes. <laughs> like all the time <laughs> speaking of high blood pressure uh you know recently i think i've, I've actually had high blood pressure and Jesus. i think it's from Going back into McDonald's. I think so, too. I'm not a dietitian. There was a t- okay, so I went to the Navy. I don't know if you ever knew about that, I but I went to the military. I tried for it, at least, and uh, went through this whole process, man, about eight months, probably a year, even more than that. Yeah. I went to these like specialized trainings with people. It wasn't like you know hardcore boot camp training. You just go right. there, exercise, talk to them, and get, get yourself ready, sign papers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I got to the boot camp, and uh, I was fat. I mm-hmm. was, I was, I was fat because before I went to boot camp, I gained forty pounds in three months. Jesus! From eating high fat foods, and I still got some of it on me today. I got you, but uh, like I'd eat like tons of ice cream and stuff. Like you know what I mean? I I'd get into these binge. I got a, I had a binge eating disorder. I still have it today, but it's it's not as bad. And uh, I just sit there and I binge eat like all these all my favorite foods, man. There'd be times where I would get ten McChickens at a time from McDonald's. Jesus. And I, I did that. The ten McChickens at a time was was after <laughs> after the military boot camp, man. Because you go into military boot camp and you start exercising, they force you to eat healthy. All you're eating there like is fish. Mm-hmm. You're eating fish, you're eating, you you know, rice temp is actually really bad for you. White rice is actually really, really bad for your body. It can be, yeah. They're, they had they had high, they had food class systems, okay? Mm-hmm. Red was, don't eat that. <laughs> Yellow was, you can eat it sometimes. And green is like, it's what you should eat all the time. Mm-hmm. And they put you on like a strict diet of just bread. It wasn't a lot of bread. You can only get like a piece of bread. Fish. Um, and they would have some vegetables and stuff too. And that was about it. And you had, they, you had to drink two glasses of water for every meal mm. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, two whole glasses of water. And they're about the size of the water bottle, like an actual, like your average tall cup glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it got me to points where eating healthy was normal. And as soon as you get out of, I was there for about a month and a half and I got kicked out because my ADHD. And uh, whenever I got back home, you know, I had all these foods here still, like the pop. I had uh, like the fatty foods and stuff. I drank pop for the first time in a month and a half. I wanted to puke because mm-hmm. that's how bad it tasted to me. Yeah. Like once you start actually eating healthy and you try to resort back to your old ways, mm-hmm. it's it's not good at all. 
Yeah. It really isn't. Absolutely. It was it was gross, man. Yeah. I still can't get the taste out of my mouth. It was I like it was imagine. just normal Coca Cola. Yeah. And I took a sip of it, man. I was just like, "How do you guys drink this?" <laughs> right. I was, I was I was like having a midlife crisis. Speaking of midlife crisis, so I'm 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 reaching a quarter life crisis at the minute, um, and and. I think that is probably the worst way to segue back <laughs> into the, the thing, but... Yeah, I understand. Uh, just laughing to mask the pain. So... That's all you really can do, man. Yeah. Like, I, I know... I'll just say, I know Declan died, okay? Yeah. And I, I'm really sorry for your loss. I, really, I truly am. But, uh, you know, whenever it comes to, like, pain and stuff like that, no one really knows how to handle it at first. Yeah, um, yeah just just for, for people who don't know, and I know I, I didn't tell you all the details. I didn't want to ask them. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to give any, like, everything away. I'll just say, like, from my, my perspective, I, um, the last couple of, of months where we were talking, um, we, we had just, we had just started to, um, make more stuff, you know, we mm-hmm. were getting, we were getting ready to actually start releasing things. And mm-hmm. I, I had made it a thing to where like every, every month of this year, I'm going to release one thing. Yeah. And, and so far that's, that's been a pretty decent track record. Um, on, I have a, I have a band camp <laughs> profile. I released a, a demo that I did with JT Fritz. Oh really? Um, yeah, I the, cool. the original mastering is gone now. It was all on his computer, and that apparently crapped out. But the, the demo is on my Bandcamp, and there was another demo that I did with Declan that is on there as well. You can go in there, and I'll get more into that in a sec. But anyway, we were we were working on we were starting to work on more things. We were kind of getting into the nitty gritty, and we were still both busy with our lives, but. You know, there was going to be more dedication focused towards what we had loved doing. Um, it was last Saturday, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had texted him. I was going to call him just to say what's up, you know, because we would we would call once in a while. Uh, we there was a point where like. 2018 Mm -hmm. like like i said peak of our workmanship we were calling a lot and it was mostly just a bs you know and that's but sometimes we would get some work done you know (laughs) and it would last like we would say hey quick I, i was looking through our messages um the other day and i asked him like hey do you want to do a quick 30 minute call I wanted to talk about this thing he's like yeah sure whatever and the call lasted like three hours mm-hmm. you know like that's just kind of this how our relationship was you know those are the best kind of man yeah really yeah no and he uh yeah so i i messaged him like hey uh, i know it's it, it, there's a five hour time difference between here and over in the uk mm-hmm. So when I texted him, it was 6.48. It was like 11.48 over there. Like at night? At night. So I was like, hey, I know it's really late now. Uh, do you want to call like maybe tomorrow or, or something? Or if you're if you're home, can we call? Mm-hmm. He said, I'm home now. I'm like, okay. Um, 
sounds good. Can we, you know, can we maybe chat later? He didn't open that message. And I was like, oh, okay. And then on Tuesday, last Tuesday, I got a, a message in on my in my Instagram DMs from one of his friends, um, who I had I had met her, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, hey, is this you know is this Ryan Declan's friend? And I didn't respond until Wednesday, you know, because I was at orientation for my new job and mm-hmm. everything. So I finally responded. I'm like, hey, what's up? And then that's when she broke the news that Declan is is gone. He's no longer with us. And I remember like like I I called her immediately and we talked about it. And I just remember like thinking to myself like, no, I like I was just talking to him, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's something. That, at first, it would took like a, a good hour and a half before it actually like registered to me. And I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't stop crying. Like I, I remember also throwing on uh, Hans Zimmer's time uh, on YouTube, just trying to, you know, clear my mind. And I ended up just crying even harder. Yeah. Like, but that all, um, that all being said, the reason why I am even here right now is because one of the songs that we were, as I mentioned before, there was a song that we were getting really close to doing, but mm-hmm. just couldn't finish it, mainly just because of my own insecurities. But it was also because we were both just very busy anyway. So even if I wasn't, I feel like in, in my heart of hearts, even if I wasn't insecure about it, we would still... Um, we would still be, you know, we, we still wouldn't have been able to finish it, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe that's just me rationalizing. But anyway, um, the song is called Into the Dark. I've now changed it to Black Diamond slash Into the Dark. Okay. It's, we had started working on it um, three years ago now. And it was inspired by a short film that we were trying to make that we did actually end up making. He, uh, he pitched an idea to me because he was in a filmmaking course before he went into law school and they needed to make a a student film. Yeah. It was like five minutes long. And he said, Hey, I was hoping, you know, if it was cool with you that maybe we could work on this together as like my student film and use that as a base for, the screenplay when we get around to it so yeah that's awesome and we actually did it we actually you know i filmed some stuff on my end he filmed stuff on his end yeah. and it all cut together and you know it, it i wouldn't say it was perfect but it, it worked and there was a piece that he wrote called trauma suite which is essentially the the theme for Black Diamond, the script that we work mm-hmm. we're working on, which we later called the short film Into the Dark. Mm-hmm. Before the Hulu show was a thing, just to just to clarify, <laughs> we came up with this with it first. Those bozos took it from us. <laughs> but anyway. Um yeah, so while we were doing that, I I wrote something just for fun. Um as like, hey, what if, 
you know, we made this into a song too. And, you know, he liked the idea. He came up with three different versions yeah. of the song, two of which are full masters. And uh, what I ended up doing was just taking one of the masters. I rewrote some, but not all of the lyrics. And I just, in one afternoon, did the vocals. And it's now on Bandcamp, and I'll put the link in my bio for it. But you can go check out and listen to it if you want. It's part of Declan's work. And more importantly, more than that, Declan's work is is everywhere on all streaming platforms. Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud is where most of everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, even you can find his stuff. Uh, any everything from Batman: The Long Halloween, X Men: The Audio Drama. He he did score for indie films that you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll have to give me the links to that stuff yeah. too. I'll post it on the page. Yeah, his. His uh, link tree is in, um, um, so yeah, his link tree is on his Instagram page. It's Declan G Music. Okay. That's his Instagram handle. You go on there. There's a link in his bio. Links you to everything. Um, yeah, and his, uh, and his Bandcamp, I'm pretty sure, is Declan. It's just Declan Gilgallon or Declan underscore Gilgallon. It's Declan, D-E-C-L-A-N, Gilgallon, G-I-L-L-G-A-L-L-O-N. So you can find everything there. And the other thing about the Bandcamp is that I, and I did this, I'm going to continue to do this for any Bandcamp releases that I do. Um. I set the pricing because you have to you have to name a price. I set it at zero, so it is mm-hmm. free to listen to, and you can just download it or you can just name your price. And if if you want to name your price, you can even list it as zero and download it for free. That being said, you have the option to put a dollar amount in there. Whatever dollar amount you do put in there, the proceeds of that are going to be donated to a nonprofit organization for mental health care. That's that's the real mission here. Absolutely. Besides man. aside from talking about AIDS medicine and, <laughs> and fast food. AIDS and medicine and fast videography. Food. Yeah. But yeah, I will I will definitely post uh you just have to give it to me because I don't want to post the wrong thing. No, I'll give it to you all right now. And uh yeah just message to me on Snapchat. And uh, I'll post it on the page. I, I really will. Oh, thank you. I would greatly got, appreciate it. We've got 250 people on Paper Minds. That's crazy. That's crazy indeed. Okay, and we gained that within a matter of two months. I'm happy about it. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope you guys listen. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope you guys get engaged. Please, please do. Please check it out if you Please, can. Yeah, for, forget about forget about my stuff. Like you, like I'll I'll be posting up. To, here's actually here's another thing, is it's on Bandcamp right now. Mm-hmm. The song, I'm trying to release it two weeks from now. I'm using a Muse, the you know the digital yeah. distributor, and they, I guess whatever artwork I chose for it wasn't good enough. So mm-hmm. 
I changed the artwork. It's it's hopefully coming out everywhere else, like Spotify, like SoundCloud, you know, Instagram. It'll be available on TikTok too to use really? to use as as something. So that all being said, um, if anybody wants to have updates for that, my Instagram handle is real Ryan Craig. That that's it. But all one word. All, real Ryan all, Craig. Real Ryan Craig. All one word. All lowercase, all one Ryan word. is spelled R Y A N. Yes. R Y A N. You know. Yeah. C R A I G. But more importantly than that, just go go check out Declan's stuff. Absolutely. It's, it's you know. Yeah, I mean And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be continuing to do um music related things. You you are? In, yeah. Because okay. cause why not? Why not? It's not gonna be perfect, but you know, Hey man, it's nothing when it comes to creating, nothing is perfect. Exactly. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. You can't ever really perfect something the way for everybody, just perfect it for yourself. That's the only way I can say it. Mm-hmm. Make it good enough for yourself to post out there. Enjoy, just enjoy what you're doing, man. That's really all I gotta say. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm, Might I'm, as well. I'm really bad at selling myself and my work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm already... Um, one thing that I can actually plug that's not mine specifically... But there is a growingly famous TikToker and, and independent music artist. His name is Todd Brown. His artist's name is Paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remixed one of his songs called In the Sky, and that'll be on the Dreamscapes 3 record or album, whatever you want to call it, uh, sometime this month, later this month. Really? Yeah, so look, look out for that. Um, well, what will you be posting that on? Uh, still Bandcamp and stuff. That well, that'll all be on his end. His end. So okay. yeah, but I my the last I believe the last track on that record is the remix that I did. Okay. Uh, for his song "In the Sky." That's pretty sweet. And so that'll be out everywhere, pretty much. So follow Todd Brown, follow Paradigm on YouTube, TikTok on. Instagram, everything, and you know that's Absolutely. where you'll find out everything there. But you know, I've 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 had I've had two years, thanks to Declan, to to songwrite and and co-write and just BS around. So I figure I may as well put that to good use. I I've I've tried to have a, I guess like if this makes any sense, and Atticus Ross to my Trent Reznor, like another half, you know? Like, yeah, okay. Like, I make the bass, they finish it. And now I, I I don't have that. So I just need to, I need to do it on my own. I need to step up and say, okay, I'll do this for you, you know? I'll just get this taken care of. I'll get this figured out. Oh, yeah, dude. Reach out to people, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Try to collab. Yeah. Because uh, freaking, you know, many artists, people, many artists in general are looking to just make music for the hell of it, mm. you know, and if you, you know, might actually like working with some of the other people, you know, 
because I know you made a song with JT, like you said before. Yeah. And his his PC actually did crash. I, I remember yeah. talking, him talking about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah. So he lost everything on there. I, I do. There's there's still there's still hope for that song to be remastered and to be an actual official thing because I I have you know mm-hmm. I I have the baseline for it, but everything else that jazzed it up, gone. So. And it seems like, dude, dude to be honest, you seem like everyone that I've started talking to lately is trying to get into music. And it's kind of cool if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You remember Jed? He's trying to write. For real. <laughs> he's trying to write guitar songs and stuff. Huh. Like he's working on guitar riffs and, and such as that. And okay. like he's actually been getting pretty, pretty good at it. So that's what I mean by like, you don't even, I never expected you to make music, man. I'll be yeah, honest. Man. Yeah, and and I thank Declan. Give, give, give the credit to, to Declan. I I had I don't want to say I had no interest in doing music, but I I remember like one of the first. Uh, I'll, I'm just being completely honest. I never really had a taste in music growing up. It was just whatever my mom or sister played on the radio, whatever my dad had playing. Mine was the '80s music, man. Yeah, yeah. That's like all I, I really. I, I I would listen to like, like a mix of Gwen Stefani and Black Sabbath, like mm-hmm. whatever you know. And the first thing that actually, the first, ironically enough, the first type of music that I actually started listening to on my own, I said I like this, was score, like film score and mm-hmm. TV score, you know and like the stuff that Declan yeah. would do you know and yeah so I, I and then I would often think about like oh this sounds good but in my head I would be like I would do this instead you know and I would I would come up with like create ideas like, like just create ideas and, and whatever like maybe like try to put something into GarageBand or mess around with it but just nothing would work because you know I have no musical bone in my body and I, <laughs> I have something excited to tell you. Okay. Run the Jewels is coming to Pittsburgh in August. For real? Yes. I'm going. I'm going. It's, it's official. I'm going. And I'll go with you, man. All right, let's go. It's, I'm pretty sure it's August 19th that they are going. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. And Run the Jewels, man. It, I love Run the Jewels. They're just they're, they're strange on how they create their music. Yeah. I just like them. They're a rap, rap duo, I mean, their yeah. music go hard. You ever listen to Meow the Jewels, the album? Yes. That's my I, favorite, dude. How did you like it? I thought it was pretty sweet. I, I really did. Yeah. I thought it was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, some parting words before, uh, I guess, before we end this off. Um, while Declan and I were collaborators, while we worked on music worked on mainly worked on you know writing stuff pitching ideas filmmaking what have you we did that way more than we did music but more than even both of those we we shared laughs we shared tears um and we just shared a lot of just interests and you know he was he was and to me still is my best friend you know and Declan, wherever you are, if there is a God, <laughs> um, I love you, man. You're the best. I miss you. And I'll see you on the other side.
one of the things that and fuck i might write something about this but one of the things that is is painful about loss um to me it, it isn't the most painful but this is definitely like it's a constant gut punch is having lost somebody and other people finding out and reaching out to you that like like i appreciate like i i appreciate it and everything like don't get me wrong it's just it's like a constant reminder like every day i have every day i've had someone new say i'm sorry for your loss and like he was such a good guy blah 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 or you have people that say well do this that the other thing declan would have wanted it that way and it's like well you didn't know declan so like and on top of that just constantly being it's 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 a constant reminder of like this person is gone this person in my life is gone i understand that completely man and you know that's why like whenever it comes to loss like you were saying you don't people don't know how to react to it either you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you just try to find comfort words to help the other person yeah and the way i found out my friend died Mm -hmm. was through his brother three months later jesus I got on Xbox one day hoping to play with him. And yeah. he's like, oh, this isn't him. This is his brother. Yeah. And his, like, it was been so long. His brother was in deployment during the time. Like, he was in boot camp during the time. I had not deployment. I apologize. Not deployment. He was in boot camp during the time. Mm. Right before graduation, he left back and never went back to boot camp. Mm. And, like, I, I got on Xbox and I was like, hey, what's up? You want to play some video games? He's like, who's this? I was like, it's Dev. He's like, this is Max's brother. Like, Max died. And I was like, you're joking, right? I was like, you're joking? I was like, you can't. You're just joking with me. Like, this has got to be some sick, fucked up joke. And he's sitting there. He's like, no. Like, he actually died. And I was like, like, you processed. Like, I couldn't process it. I was like, yeah. All right. I said, I'll just, I'll leave. I'm sorry. I said, I'll I'll leave to it. And then I, I got off. And I was like cried i really did yeah, yeah i just got off and cried and then eventually i i invited him back to the party because i wanted to talk to him i wanted him to understand like why you know i was confused mm-hmm. and i told him about it i was like me and max like we had a whole friend group okay we all play video games for, like the past year year and a half and he was like yeah i understand and I, was, I told him like i'm sorry like i meant i brought it up because i didn't want to you know yeah i didn't know and uh that that's that's really the worst part man like i go on xbox now and i see like max's account on yeah but it's not him right and and also and and i hope i'm not bringing up any like unresolved trauma like but like i have too much trauma i feel that having missed his funeral too like not he got like see he lived in florida yeah. And what I really wanted to do one day, like, yeah. I wanted to go down and visit his grave. Mm-hmm. I, I told my friend, like, many of my friends, we, we all said one day, we'll just go down, visit his grave. I that was, that was one main goal I had in life. Like, before, if I ever die, I didn't want to die soon. I was like, if I ever go to Florida, I was like, we we have to go visit Max's grave. And I found out he got cremated. Ah. Uh. Now he's like stuck at their family's house. I don't want to just go down to their family's house. But oh, like, right. oh, we miss you, Max. <laughs> like to to the urn and stuff they have, because you know that'd be so awkward, man. It really would be. Yeah. 
I, and that, that that was a real gut punch, man. I just like I feel like there's nothing I can really do about it. Like it's something I wanted to do so bad, but there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. No, I I feel that. I try to. I remember, and here's and here's another thing, like whenever you have somebody close to you that dies, um, is having to either not having having to, but having the obligation to either tell other people who don't know already mm-hmm. who are close to them as well, or reaching out to somebody else that was close to him and saying, Hey, I'm so sorry. You know, we're in this together. I did that with, um, his dad, a really sweet guy. And, um, I told him like, Hey, I'm going to try and make it out to the service. Like not even thinking about the pandemic, about flight restrictions and all that stuff. It is prohibited by UK law. Like I, I could go there, but I would have to, um, I would have to quarantine for 10 days. So I would miss the funeral service, even if I went down. And so there was not even a way for you to get down. Yeah, like the earliest that I could leave was yesterday. And, or I could just skip work. But even if I just skip work, I'm like, the tickets for like going down there right now, like a round trip is $6,000. That's not including finding an Airbnb because it's also prohibited by UK law to let foreigners who are from, you know, countries with high rates of COVID-19 to be allowed in your home. Mm -hmm. So I talked to, um, I talked to the Declan's friend, the one that broke the news to me. Um, and you know, we talked about it, unfortunately, like. She was like, I would love for you to be able to stay in my place, but I would get arrested and so would you. So it's it's a really messed up situation and thanks to fucking COVID-19. Maybe one day, and you know, probably be able to go down there and talk to him. I would love to. He he is going to be cremated too. But they're, they are holding a service. Um, that, that was one of the things that we had talked about um, myself and his dad he was the one that messaged me and he was like hey you're a sweet kid you were best friends with him you know he valued you as a, as a great friend but it's really not possible for you right now and i know it's horrible but they are going to be streaming the service thankfully so mm-hmm. i i will be able to attend that way but just i guess that's yeah, that's a good it's, part i guess that. it's kind of poetic that for as long as we've known each other, it's always been through a computer screen. And that's how we will say goodbye to each other. You never got to meet in person? No. That, that was always the goal was save money, go <laughs> go there one day, you know? I understand that goal, man. And, yeah. and that It hurts. It kind of does. It fucking does. It's the worst. I still plan on... Um, I still plan on going down there in the near future. But, Absolutely. you know, hope, my, my hope is, like, by the time I... Uh, get a get my new apartment which i am in the process of getting an apartment by the time that happens hopefully the vaccine will be evenly distributed things will calm down a little bit hopefully things in the uk will calm down a little bit because they just had another huge outbreak yeah they got um, the new strand don't they they do so i mean i don't know it's all 
It's all messed up, but there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, but and some I sometimes I feel alone about it, but other times I have to remember like, hey, I other people are suffering this way too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like there are some people who just can't have funerals. You know, or some people who wish they could be there but can't for people that they loved so much and that's kind of, you know, I'm part of that statistic. You know, we're both part of that statistic. Yeah. Even that's if, true. You know, COVID-19 or not. It was before COVID-19, yeah, man. Yeah. And like, it was me being 15, 16, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. That's just something that you just have to learn how to do. That was like my first sense of like true loss. Yeah. Right there. Like, whenever I was younger, my great-grandmother died before. But, like, I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking back now, I'm just like, oh, you know. Like, like it wasn't as bad yeah. as I thought it would be. Yeah. You but were... still, I kind of miss her. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. No, I totally understand. It's weird. It's just it's a strange feeling. Still hurts. Like, it doesn't ever go away. I still think about them. Yeah. You know? And, like, you ever play Rainbow Six Siege? I have not, but I, I know what you're talking about. That's the one main game that we always played. I couldn't touch it for two years. Yeah. It was hard. I get that. I I don't think I'll I'll be able to listen to a a, a piece of Tom and, Thomas Newman score or Hans Zimmer or James Newman Howard for probably the next fuck if I know six years, seven years. Yeah. eventually you you'll go back to it yeah yeah it's just you need a matter of time yeah. to just process it maybe. and do uh, you know what else too mm. and this is the really uh bupkis uh, about it is that i told you before he was a fan of run the jewels mm-hmm. um he was also a fan of nine inch nails and a little bit of Alice in Chains. These are all things that i listen to really? <laughs> like these these are all things that like like I, th- I know I had introduced him to Run the Jewels. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> Run the Jewels is and sweet, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Pretty much like what I'm getting to is all the stuff that I generally normally listen to. Like mm-hmm. I won't be able to listen to without thinking about him, you know. And I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing, but you know, it's just it's painful right now. Yeah, especially if it happening so soon, man. Like. All I can say is I understand. That's, yeah. that's really all I can say. <clears throat> Everyone's situation is different, but at the same time, it's like it's all all the same feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my podcast shows, you know, it's always, I'm pretty sure the last few podcasts I've been talking about is literally just based around death. Like, I don't know if you actually listen to some of it and stuff. I do, I do yeah. Me and Jed, that's what we talked about. We talked about death. You know, and me and Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't think I talked about it in the last one, though. But that's 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 the main reason why I, I, I kind of created the show. Because yeah. I want to I wanna be able to understand the world in a way that almost everyone does and doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to understand it in my own way. Help me process through a lot of stuff. I've had, like... I've had a lot of trauma, man, yeah. <laughs> growing up, you know, and I can't say that no one else has, you know what I mean? I've had friends that freaking, you know, have been through a lot of stuff and, you know, a lot of those, 
bondages and stuff have been through that pain. Yeah, everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own, true. their own trauma. That's why, you know, I hope, I hope podcast gets big. I really yeah. do. I just want people to listen. Just stay. People to listen and understand. Stay consistent with it. Absolutely. You know, and maybe one day things will pan out. Who knows? Absolutely. You know, I feel like I had a good talk. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I really do, man. And I, I appreciate you having me on here, too. Absolutely. You know, uh, thank you, Ryan, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Please, uh, everybody, check out Declan's work. Yes, absolutely. Check Everyone check out uh, the work. I'll post the links on the page so it'll be easy to find. And uh, thank you for listening to Pickle Minds Podcast. Peace.